Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of Walmart. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Joseph Berger, the president of You Got Maids. And Joseph has a unique perspective on the franchise industry, as the residential cleaning concept was founded by his parents, Frank and Cynthia Berger. Joseph will discuss You Got Maids franchise benefits of working in a family-run business and his best advice for maintaining a healthy, professional, and personal relationship with those you work with. That's coming right up on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Joseph Berger, the president of You Got Maids, and Joseph has a unique perspective on the franchise industry as the residential cleaning concept was founded by his parents, Frank and Cynthia Berger, and Joseph's going to discuss the You Got Maids franchise, the benefits of working in a family-run business, and his best advice for maintaining a healthy professional and personal relationship with those you work with hi joseph how are you welcome to the show i'm doing well marty how are you doing i'm doing great joseph it's great to have you on the show we always like to ask our guests where are you calling from today joseph well first off thanks for having me and uh, i oh, am pleasure. in the uh, suburbs of charleston south carolina mount pleasant south carolina but i am familiar with your area we have uh, one of our actually one of our or i think our first franchise 
uh, was in Quakertown, so not too far from Oh, you're there. kidding. Oh, okay, not that far. I actually just drove through Quakertown yesterday, so I'm <laughs> very familiar with Quakertown. <laughs> That's fantastic, Joseph. You know, when I – I saw I saw your dad telling his story on one of the videos, Joseph, and I said I had to have you on the show because I thought it was really – it was very inspirational listening to his story. Maybe, you know, we could just jump right into it. And, you know, you could talk a little mm-hmm. bit about, you know, how do you describe you've got maids to someone. So to the – I guess I would describe in two ways. First, to the franchisee, I would describe this as a franchisee-centric brand built by franchisees. To the client, it's a top-notch residential cleaning service. It's a great – you know, I've, I've been doing this show such a long time now, Joseph. We, they were going on our 13th year of doing the show. And I've always liked, you know, your model because, you know, a lot of the concepts that are on our show, um, they're way up there. You know, I mean, as far as getting into them, you know, you have to you find real estate. You know, there's a significant investment. So a lot of our listeners kind of like, ugh, you know, I, I'm just not ready for it yet. But with your model, it, it's a little bit different, isn't it? I mean, really, you know, it, it's you kind of open up the doors to a lot of, aspiring entrepreneurs looking to get into franchising, don't you? Absolutely. And that's really the whole idea. When yeah. uh, my parents, Frank and Cynthia, were looking around what industry to get into, they had been Domino's Pizza franchisees, but there was a lot of indicators that food was going to get tougher and tougher and that service was really going to open up. And right. we also saw the opportunity in service to really hone in on our our goal, which is to empower entrepreneurs to live their American dream. And you know what better than an industry where you can get started for the cost of basically a fully loaded SUV? You can get right. started in business. It was interesting when I saw your dad telling the story, Joseph. You know, uh, I mean, he, he was, he was very, you know, your, your parents are very successful franchisees, you know. But I mean, he's here. He was, I think, at one point. I remember him mentioning. I think he was like for one particular day, he was like the fourth most successful Domino's franchise on the planet. And I said, wow, that's impressive, isn't it? But nevertheless, he saw, you know, when he was looking at all the different forces in the industry, he said that, okay, this is the industry that we have to get into. Maybe you can go back to to that day or to that story where he decided, you know, that he wanted to get into this. So they they loved Domino's. Uh, We still love Domino's. I I had Domino's for lunch. And uh, (laughs) what we had, uh, we lived in, uh, well, one of the reasons I don't have a, a thick Southern accent is we we were in Ocean City, New Jersey, and oh, you know okay. the shore gets crushed sure. in the summer. And uh, yes, I do. You know, yeah, during those summers, they would just kill it. Uh, and what ended up happening, because they were one of the busiest locations on the planet, they, people started turning to them and asking them, like, you know, how are you doing this? Right, and then right. even more, Domino's Pizzas, the uh, corporate headquarters, started reaching out and asking them to mentor other franchisees. And they were doing it for free, you know. They just they loved that part. They loved talking right. shop with other entrepreneurs, and they yeah. realized, you know, if they could do nothing else, they would just do that. Uh, and then, you know, they were there was a an early retirement, I guess you could say. Like uh, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. my parents were uh, retired. We moved down south, um, and you know, they weren't even quite forty, so they needed wow. they had a lot of energy, and they wanted to get. Uh, get going back at it. And then that's when they started doing a lot of due diligence. And uh, Frank actually visited 52 different maid services that were doing half a million or more and just right. started looking at, you know, what, what's the secret sauce? You know, right. what's, uh, what's the unifying factor that's leading these franchises to be, uh, these different maid services to be successful. And then just realized that, you know, there is no McDonald's in this, this industry. And it all comes down to great customer service and 
you just gotta you gotta have systems where you're finding great people and rewarding them. Uh, and we thought that it really hadn't been done the way we wanted it done yet. Right. So that's when they right. started. We actually moved down to Florida. We thought that'd be a better place to start. So in Orlando in 2005 was the first uh, location, and one of the first teams was Frank, Cynthia, and I going out cleaning houses, and you know, wow. rolling up the sleeves and learning how right. to actually do it. And so, and it just kind of went from there. You were kind of like, I guess you could say, you almost like born into franchising, Joseph. I mean, you've been exposed to it. It seems like most of your life. Um, what do you, what do you like most about franchising? Yeah, and you're right. I ha- I've been around franchising for a while. I I I, st- I like to tell people I started when I was seven. I started answering phones and folding boxes at Domino's. Worked at started at 25 cents an hour with a free soda, uh, as much as I could drink, and worked up from there. Uh, and what I love about it, what we do, uh, I, I see where entrepreneurship, where small business ownership, has helped my family. You know, my right. my dad's from yeah. Northeast Philly, uh, row homes. Uh, my mom wasn't much better off, and they've been able to really just turn their, you know, turn their stars around yeah. and right. build a really good life for all of us. And I love working with franchisees because I, I get to be a part of them doing that for their family, and that's just inspiring every wow. day. That's yeah, it's inspiring what you just said, Joseph. Because you know, I know that area, you know, of Philadelphia. I get down to Philly, you know, every so often, and and I think you're right. You know, it's it's one of the things that impresses me too, Joseph, is that you know, a lot of people, I think they want to get into entrepreneurship, but they don't know how to, right? And I think franchising, you know, allows them that ability to become an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Absolutely. One of the things I like, we like to say in the process is like, you know, imagine you have to t- you have to take a really hard test, and this test determines like everything. Right. But you know, if you're with if you're doing it with a franchise, it's open book. Right. We've already made right. the mistakes. We've already found the opportunities. We've we've laid out all the processes, uh, and we hone it every day. I mean, all of our our new idea we still are updating. It's never going to be done. Uh, we're getting all of our great ideas from our franchisees now. But you can start off with that rather than you know opening your doors and like how, how do I get maids? How do I get clients? Right. How do I keep them? Right. That's terrific. I've never heard that analogy in, in 650 shows, Joseph, but it makes sense. You know, I like how you, you called franchising an open book, you know, because you're right. You know, when a lot of people do get into entrepreneurship, you know, there's there's a lot of things that they just don't know, you know, and they make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, sometimes that mis- some of those mistakes, you know, are detrimental to, you know, their business. So, um, you know, to call it an open book, I, I think that's I think that's really very clever. You're listening to Franchise Interviews, and today we're speaking with Joseph Berger. And Joseph is the president of You Got Mates, and Joseph has a unique perspective on the franchise industry as the residential cleaning concept was founded by his parents, Frank and Cynthia Berger. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit um, about, you know, you, You've Got Mates, you were mentioning, Joseph, is, as you're saying, a family-run business. Uh, you know, maybe you can give an overview of, of the corporate family tree and how all that works. So Frank and Cynthia, they're, while I am the president and I'm running the day-to-day, Frank and mm-hmm. Cynthia are here every day. And okay. they're still very involved in, in the picture. Uh, and when, it come, when you come to training, you actually see a lot more of them than me. They, that's what they really like to do. Well, I guess, you know, you know, I've taken over kind of more like the, the billing and, um, right. you know, the, the backbone sort of stuff, whereas they're now what they – spend most of their time doing is the trainings, visiting franchisees at their offices. So that's something that you 
those are two things that you, you really don't get with most franchises. Right. Where right. the founders, people who actually did the work, uh, they're teaching you in the classes how to do it. And then they're coming to visit you in the office, not somebody in a suit who's just checking off boxes. Mm-hmm. And you know, these right. are people who are, who are extremely invested, totally interested, right. and they're the ones who are talking to you. And then, uh, so yeah, and then there's there's me. I also have a, a brother-in-law who works w- with me. And then uh, we have a few more other people working in development or support. But you know, there's, nobody's working solely in development or support. There's a lot of crossover. I um, I studied family business at Fairleigh Dickinson University, Joseph. And you know, so one of the questions I really wanted to ask you is, you know, did you always want to work in your family business? I, I remember studying the topic that not all children sometimes want to go into the family business. What were your feelings on that? Yeah, you know, I'm the I'm the oldest of four, uh, and yeah. so far I'm the only one here. Uh, so I, I definitely wow. see that where a lot of kids don't, you know, that's not their their path. They, uh, right. But right. for me, it was always pretty straightforward. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, even when I was in college, it was almost like a, a given that yeah. I would want to enter into it. And I think a lot of it had to do with um, you know, while I, you know, I lived in Philadelphia for a brief period after college and worked for Vanguard, and I, I loved working in uh, investment and uh, right. living in Philly, but I, I essentially didn't really want to work for other people. I, I saw mm-hmm. the freedom that my parents had, and I also saw what they were doing, and it just aligned with my values and what I wanted to do uh, so perfectly that there was really not a lot of questions. So. You know, not too long before I, I graduated, or a little bit before I graduated, I you know took my parents out to dinner and said, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna help you take to this to the next level, and I want to be a part wow. of it in any way that I can." And you know, while I was like part time helping out during college, went full time the, uh, you know, graduated on Saturday, full time on Monday. Uh, wow! And here we've been. That's terrific. And what do you like about working with your, your family, uh, Joseph? I mean, I'm sure there's, there's benefits. I mean, you get to see your family more frequently, you know, which is, is certainly a, a nice thing in today's world. What, what are some of the other benefits of, of working with family members? Oh, yeah. My mother-in-law is very jealous of how much I see my parents. Uh, she lives <laughs> in Michigan. So. Uh, but I think the first thing is that you work with people you trust. And, yeah. uh, and one of my favorite books is uh, by Stephen Covey, The Speed of Trust. And it, mm-hmm. it's everything he says in there is so true about you know how how trust in an organization can just accelerate or completely just take things to a, a grinding halt if there's no trust. But when you've got family, you've got trust inherent. And uh, also, when when things don't go, when you have issues, the great thing is tomorrow you're still family. You know, that's true. We can have disagreements, but tomorrow we're still family. So there's that. There's the fact that I'm working with people who have a vested interest in this company. You know, everybody's yeah. all in. We have shared core values such that, you know, when we had a business consultant, we were like, oh, you got to talk, you know, I got to list out your values. We're like, we've been talking about that since I was four. Right. Like, I, I, don't, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, sure, let's list it out. Um, long-term perspective. Uh, another one of my great uh, favorite authors, Simon Sinek, is um, uh, chomping mm-hmm. at the bit to read his new book about uh, all about long-term perspective, long-term um, games. And I think that's a, a core differentiator. We're not making decisions about, you know, how can we maximize profit in this quarter? It's, you know, how can we be number one now and in 10 years? And, right. you know, let's keep this going generationally. Uh, 
that's that's something that my parents have always been. It's always been about they talk a lot about their goals are about their grandkids' life, not even about mm-hmm. so much about my life. So much it's more about you know, what are the grandkids <laughs> going to live, right. how they're going to live. It's, <laughs> And then uh, there's some perfect. some flexibility that comes with working for your family. That's nice. Yeah, that's and true. And you definitely know what you're getting. Yeah, that's a that's 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 a great response, Joseph. Yeah. How do you maintain a healthy professional and, and personal relationship with those you work with, Joseph? Absolutely. So I mean, that's that's tough in any office. Uh, and mm-hmm. then when you've got the added component of family, you definitely right. need to give it some thought. Um, right. You need to keep communication clear. Uh, you need to communicate extensively. Uh, you also need to make sure that you're keeping business and personal issues separate. You know, this is not the time to sure. or place to talk That's about, true. you know, I, I wish I had gotten those Allen Iversons when I was in the fourth grade. Uh, right. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's just talk about business. Uh, and then there's, exactly. you got you to gotta do your best to be fair. You got to think reasonably, not emotionally. And everyone's right. roles need to be clearly defined. You're listening to Franchise Interviews, and today we're speaking with Joseph Berger. Joseph is the president of You Got Maids, and Joseph has a unique perspective on the franchise industry as the residential cleaning concept was founded by his parents, Frank and Cynthia Berger. And Joseph is discussing You Got Maids franchise, the benefits of working in a family-run business, and his best advice for maintaining a healthy professional and personal relationship with those you work with. Um, maybe we could talk a little bit about you know, how do you refrain from, uh, again, talking uh, about business outside the office. It's got to be, I guess, a little bit challenging, right, Joseph? Like when you're out to dinner? Yeah, and to kind of take it a different way, we don't really. Uh, our business is our wow. passion. I mean, we, right. I mean, this is our baby. We, lo- we love it. Um, so it's great. You know, every once in a while, you know, I guess you get real tired, and you're like, okay, we're not, we're not going to talk about it tonight, and that's right, right. that's fine. But generally speaking, we you now we love talking about the business, and everybody, and even like my family, you know, my wife and um, my sister and all and all the rest of them, they right. while some of them don't work in the the business, they're all. I think it's be, maybe it's because we're an entrepreneurial family. Like my sister has her own business. My brother mm-hmm. is a very entrepreneurial guy. Um, so. We love talking shop. It's it's fun. Right, of course. We uh, right. It's right. maybe a different sort of f- family dinner than most people have, but because we're <laughs> right, right. we're throwing around ideas, challenging each other's you know premises and assumptions, and uh, yeah, it's it's more like a business class sometimes, but it's fun. Yeah, I think I think that's wonderful. Do you think it's uh, essential, Joseph, to have non-related people on the corporate team? Oh, absolutely. I think that we have a covenant with our franchisees to have the best people in all positions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. you know, when we do have family members and roles, they, you know, like with my brother-in-law, I mean, I, I talk to him all the time, like, uh, you know, here's your position. You got to do awesome. You know, you don't right. just get to sit here. Like you have to right. do better than anybody else who would otherwise sit in this position. So, um and then otherwise, yes, yeah, so we want the people, we want the best people in all positions. So we have other people that work with us that are fantastic people. And uh, we've had some really long-term employees. Uh, I think that they kind of, they talk about um, almost like they've been adopted. And I feel like that kind of permeates even right. to our franchisees where it's very much a, a fami- like when we get together for conventions, it's very familial. Uh, and you right. know, vendors and speakers who have come in have kind of talked about that. And I, I think that's, there's a lot of things that are different about our franchise that allow for that. 
that's what I wanted to kind of piggyback on, Joseph. You know, is uh, you know, I imagine you get the question. I mean, if you were at like a franchise show, you know, and someone came up to your booth, because you know, you mentioned even when your dad was looking. I mean, he looked at all these different franchises or different types of, of made businesses. How? And you've hit upon some of the key points, but is there, I just want to make sure if there's anything else, like how you go about differentiating yourself from maybe other franchises in the industry. Because as you said, there are others out there, um, and I'm sure you get the question. How do you usually respond to the question? So, you know, we, we talk about how we take care, how we take care of everybody. So, like, yeah. down to the maids. we got to start with them. Uh, we right. have a proprietary team share. It's a commission structure where they're often making 14 to $20 an hour. Right. One of the things I love hearing when I'm visiting franchisees, you know, employees that will come up to me like, hey, you know, I used to work two jobs. I used to work three jobs. Now I work one job, and I'm home on the weekends, and I'm home at night, and I don't want to work on holidays. Right. Uh, and that's awesome. So, you know, the yeah. first thing as far as taking care of people, we can take care of other people. And then uh, the next thing yeah. that differentiates us is Maid University. That's our proprietary training system, not only for the maids, but everything mm-hmm. we talk about in training and everything we know is in this online intranet. It's just complete with videos of Frank, Cynthia, and I, and other people here at headquarters talking about everything, as well as you know some uh, input from franchisees who have had great ideas. I, I would also mention to them as far as differentiations. And I think one that kind of that kind of cuts through and shows who we are is the fact that we don't have mandatory vendors like many most mm-hmm. franchises. And right. that's a that's huge true. differentiation. Like we don't make any money on rebates like a lot right. of franchises do. Like you right. have to right. buy this through through them, mm-hmm. and then we're getting a cut. No, we only make money through royalties. So right. our you know our success comes after your success, and that puts us on the side, same side of the table in every conversation. It's great that life balance is so important to you, Joseph, you know, and, and your family, you know, because you know, it, there's a lot of statistics out there today. I mean, there's a lot of people working, a lot of people I know, I mean, they're working two jobs, sometimes three jobs, you know, just to make ends meet, you know. And um, so I, I think it's really fantastic that, you know, that's one of the priorities is that you, you and your family is saying that, you know, we want our franchisees to have that that family life balance, you know, or that life balance, because a lot of people don't have that today, do they? Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, especially in this country where people just don't have a lot of time off and, um, yeah. you know, they're trying to squeeze in holidays, especially as people kind of move away from home. You know, we're we're kind of that quintessential Philadelphia family that doesn't live near Philadelphia anymore. Uh, right, right. And it, sometimes it's hard to get together. But, yeah, it's important to have the weekends together and have those nights together. Um, I mean, I, I one of the things, that, you know, it's great having a dad who – own a Domino's because there was free, right. there was pizza all the time. But one thing that I really enjoyed the, in the transition was, uh, you know, he was home for dinner every night. Mm-hmm. That was huge. I mean, there was just like growing up until I was uh, you know, maybe 11 or 12. I think that's when he sold the, the Domino's uh, and then started doing maid service. Uh, you know, we didn't really, you know, he had to work at night. And right. so we right. we often didn't see him. And then when he when we shifted over to You've Got Maids, he was there. He was there on the weekends, um, and that was that was a fantastic shift. Yeah, I, and I think you know you raised some important points, Joseph. You know, is, is you know one of the things I got from doing the show such a long time now is you know I think some people that want to get into franchising they don't think of those things, you know, and I think sometimes 
they end up getting into the wrong franchise. You know, they, they want to go into their own business because they want to spend more time with their family. And then they get into another, they get into a type of franchise that doesn't allow them that, you know, like you said, the food franchise, I mean, you're working some pretty crazy hours sometimes, you know, and um, there's that frustration there. And that's what I love about, you know, your, your, your model, you know, is, is that it allows that opportunity for your franchisees. So I imagine, you, you know, that, you have um, franchise owners that that work with other family members, but you could probably answer that better than I can. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, everybody who gets into you've got maids. Uh, every franchisee that I talk to, and, and I and yeah. I screen everybody who, before they join the brand, and we make sure that's a good fit. I think that's why it feels like family. Right. But right. all of them are are building for the are building this money machine for their family because right. nobody. I mean, to be frank, to be just honest, no kid at, you know, eight, nine years old says, oh, I'm going to own a maid service. No, sure, people right, do this right. when they That's do true. the math and they, they get that the recurring service model. Uh, you know, once it, you know, while it takes a little bit to get going, once you get going, it can be a right. really good thing. It's actually like once you get up to a certain point, it's not even worth selling really because it's so uh-huh. consistent. Right. Uh, and right. talking about that, Quakertown office, uh, one of the, a cool thing that I think we're going to start seeing more of. Uh, Elsa O'Brien, she's the she's the owner and operator, and mm-hmm. she recently came back to training. You know, eight nine years later, but she brought her daughter, Michaela. Right now, right. Michaela is now a part of the the business, and so we see wow. you know this business going from mother to daughter. Uh, that's that's the that's the plan, and I mean that that is just. Gold. That's what I want to see more uh, a lot of, and I, I look. I tell people, you know, I look forward to working with you, and you know, hopefully your children too someday. What um, What's your best advice, Joseph, for those going into business with the family? Because you've been doing it such a long time now. Communicate extensively. You know, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that everybody's on the bus, like right. both feet on the bus. You know, right. there's no hesitation, nobody being pulled on. You want everybody to be fully on. Uh, so, you know, we, we never, there's, um, we generally, like when we're going through the, the discovery process, we want to talk to everybody mm-hmm. so that we know that everybody's on the same page. Right. Uh, but we also, it's also, I think, very important to, you know, once you're going to set boundaries, to have a clear delegation of authority and responsibilities. And then you also need to respectfully challenge each other. You need to, you know, you yeah. need to find that kind of medium place where you know you're not stepping on each other's toes, but you're also right. um, challenging bad ideas when they're bad, and you know mm-hmm. keeping it at about the business. And we talk, you know, I think we've gotten pretty good at it. Where uh, Frank and I, or Cynthia and I, or all three of us will have a Mexican standoff, and we're you know d- debating um, right. something, some topic, or some issue. Uh, you know, emotion, you know, almost emotionally, but not emotionally. And then we're able to right. shift into gear when it's time for din- a family dinner. And, you know, it's no big deal because it's just about business. It's not about, you know, me. It's not about my ego. Right. It's, it's just about right. growing the business because the business is what supports all of us. So that's why that's got to be like that. Right. That's, that's that's a great response. So where do you see the organization, Joseph? I mean, uh, you know, if you could look into a crystal ball, maybe three years, five years down the road. I mean, where do you see you got mates? Our goal really is to be number one. We want our yeah. our maids to make the most money in the industry. 
We want our franchisees right. to make the most money. Uh, and eventually we want to be the biggest, but that's not like the first goal. That's definitely the third goal. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to make sure that our, our maids are well taken care of and that our, our franchisees are doing well and that they're expanding. Um, so, you know, it, it, we're we're playing it by year as far as, you know, are we going to grow 10 next year or 40 next year? It really actually comes down to right. more who, who do we get to meet. You know, is it right. because we meet, each person needs to be a good fit. I think it helps, too, that, you know, I mean, your dad was a, a franchisee before – you know, becoming, I guess we can say, even a franchisor, right? I mean, that must have given him some type of advantage, right, to be able to put himself in the franchisee's shoes, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, when when you've done it th- that way, when you've been a franchisee and uh, an entrepreneur, you you know what it, that that moment feels like when you right. commit right. to it, because it's it's fun to think about doing a small business. It's it's fun to think about it, and then when you actually oh, yeah. do it, that that can be like that first week is terrifying, uh, and we know. So when they call and they're worried on their first day or their first week or first yeah. month, we know what it feels like. We've been there, and when we're going through the discovery process, uh, talking about it, we also know what it's like to be there to be considering it. You know, we know that what it feels like to be talking to family members that maybe they just, they're great people, but they don't really get it. Uh, and a lot of times family members, you know, they, they want you to be happy. They want you to be, uh, stable and, you know, there's a certain amount of risk to opening a business. And, you know, sometimes, uh, influential people will be like, Oh, I don't think that's a good idea for you. I mean, I remember when we went in, well, I've heard the story when my parents were going, looking at dominoes, everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody came out of their woodwork at their family, um, you know, in their family being like, that's not a good idea. They're going to get taken out by pizza hut, but you know, there's no chance it's going to work. Uh, and lo and behold, I mean, they did very, very well, but, and it's not like they, any of those people had malice or bad intentions. They thought they were given the best advice. So yeah, there's a lot of ins and outs that we understand from having these experiences as entrepreneurs, as franchisees that, uh, Others might not, and I, I do yeah. think that that is a, an advantage for us, and that helps us to to better support our franchisees. Yeah, that's true, Joe. I I had a, my mom. I mean, she she's from another country, you know, and she doesn't have any entrepreneurship in her whatsoever, you know. And she, when I was a kid, she would always tell me, "Go work for the post office. You know, you'll always have a job." You know, and uh, I didn't go work for the post office. Nothing against working in the post office, but you know there are. I think there's a lot of naysayers, isn't there? You know, when you're going into your own business, and that makes it that's painful, isn't it? You know, because you're like, oh my God, did I make the wrong decision? You know, um, so you know it, it, it's interesting you tell that story. So I, I think oh, that's absolutely. Fantastic. My dad yeah. was the the first guy in a line of like four or five. I you know my dad's family is mostly. Irish from Philadelphia. Yeah. So he was the first person right. to not be a police officer. Wow. Wow. You know, right. so he, kind of he opted out. Yeah. That's terrific. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you, Joseph. What's the best way for our listeners to get more information on You Got Made as, of course, the franchise opportunity, but even the service itself? Are there any like websites you want to direct them to, Joseph, or any numbers you want to give out? Oh, absolutely. So you've got maids.com. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know if you're that's for service, and then if you're interested in franchising, you go to franchise.youvegotmates.com, 
And then you, if uh, anybody wanted to call us directly, you can call us directly at 843-388-7887. That's terrific. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Joseph, and I'd like to already invite you back over the next year or so as you continue to grow, because I think this is a wonderful opportunity. That would be fantastic. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Joseph. This has been my pleasure as well. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts. At Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. 
Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, which podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews a very long time now, and during the years, we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Warren Gresham, and Warren has appeared on our show or our podcast three times up to this point, and he's in the Hall of Fame of Speakers, and he gives some really great advice to aspiring entrepreneurs before they start their business. Listen to what Warren said. Yeah, uh, Warren, uh, one, one of the areas you address when talking about entrepreneurship is the importance of disability insurance, uh, health savings accounts, and health insurance. Uh, I know my father-in-law was in the, uh, had his own um, insurance business in New York City, and, um, and he always talked about the importance of disability insurance. So maybe talk about those couple things a little bit for entrepreneurship. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the thing about disability insurance, a couple of things about it. First, it's a must. It must if you're going to own your own business. Remember, one, one of the big problems with owning your own business as opposed to working for a company is that you don't have a safety net. You know, when you work for somebody else, when you, especially when you work for a large company, they're going to supply you with health insurance. They're going to supply you with disability policy. They're also probably going to supply you with a small life insurance policy. But the second you leave that company, all that stuff is gone. And you're really going to need that disability insurance. And God forbid something happens to you and you're unable to work. Essentially, you're out of business. Well, disability insurance is going to give you an income. Now, remember something about disability insurance. Here's the important thing to remember. You cannot get disability insurance if you do not already have an income. And if you're first starting your own business, you're not going to have an income. So what I did was I knew I was going to go into my own business. So while I was working for somebody else and was making an income, I started buying disability insurance. Right. So while you're working, you must, you know, the whole thing about starting a business, if you're not planning ahead before you get into that business, don't go into business. You know, that's why I saved my money. That's why I bought disability insurance. I had disability insurance when I went into business because I knew once I started for the first few years, I wasn't going to be able to buy any more because I didn't have an income. I wasn't paying myself. Right, right, right. Now, so, so when you're working, buy as much as you – if you know you're going to go into your own business, if you have any desire or plans to do it, buy as much as you can. You know, insurance companies will only give you as much as your income allows. You know, you can't buy as much as you want. They, they judge it according to the amount of income you have coming in. Now, once my speaking business started to take off, and my, every time my income rose, I bought more disability insurance. Right. I got a ton of disability insurance. God forbid anything ever happens to me, I've got a nice income coming in every single month. Now, once I hit 65, uh, I'm not going to need it anymore. Uh, and they're not going to give it to me anymore either. Uh, the other thing about health savings accounts, you know, as a small business owner, uh, you, you're going to get really destroyed by health insurance. The premiums are, are, are monstrous. The right. costs are ridiculous. But you've got to have it. You can't afford to get sick. And you can't afford to let hospital and doctor bills put you out of business. Right. For, for years, I had uh, health accounts, uh, health insurance that were killing me. But, you know, when the health savings accounts came out, I realized and I went to somebody, you know, I always had a good insurance agent. That's another thing. You know, there's a lot of things you should skimp on as a small business owner. Watch your pennies. Watch your, watch your overhead. You know, things like long-distance telephones, you know, cell phone, plan, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, overhead, watch it. But the one thing you don't want to skimp on is expert advice. 
you got to have a good lawyer, a good accountant, and a good insurance agent. You know, those people don't worry about paying them. You, you know, if you're going to don't say don't look to skimp on an accountant, a lawyer, or an insurance agent because you're going to end up with a crummy one, and a crummy one is going to cost you more than what you're paying out. So get good people. I have a great agent, and, and he advised me on the health savings account, found me someone to work with, and now I have a health savings account for my business. You know, it's a low premium, high deductible plan with great tax deductibility in it. It's the greatest tool for a very small business, and, and I, I'm a big believer in that. You should also have life insurance. You know, when, when you're in your own business, you want to protect your family, you need life insurance. But, but I cannot emphasize enough planning ahead and buying disability while you're still working and making a good income before you start your business because then at least you're giving yourself some sort of safety net. Don't allow catastrophic things beyond your control to put you out of business. Right. That's an important uh, point you bring up, especially something like disability insurance. No one's going to think of that. You know, no one thinks of themselves as getting sick. Everyone's trying to stay positive, starting a new business. But you, you've know, got to set yourself up across the board starting a business, just not things like this, putting together a business plan and sure. ca- calculating how long you can go uh, you know, before you make a salary. And, 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 and I'll tell you something. You're more likely to get hurt than you are to die. Right. So, so disability insurance is very important. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, that's what my father-in-law told me. It's it's. it's just as important, if not more, than having life insurance. Absolutely, and I have both. I, I mean, I've, I spend a big part. I spend a lot of overhead every year on insurance: life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, health insurance, uh, li- liability insurance. I, the, I, I am insured up the gazoo. It's expensive, but you have to have it. Right. Uh, Warren, the next question is: What, what advice do you give to an aspiring entrepreneur? Uh, who doesn't have a background in sales? Uh, you know, someone who's get one. not as good as get one. and I. Get one. Get All right. one. All right? I don't care if you don't have a background in sales. No one believes in you, your products, your services, and what you do more than you do. Right. I agree. Then, you know, everybody wants to hire someone to sell for them. Well, let me tell you something. If you're starting out a new business, I don't care how good the salesperson you hire is, they're not going to do much business. And if they're not going to do much business, they're not going to make any money. If they're not going to make any money, they're going to leave you. Right, you're going to quit. You're, you're the head of sales and marketing. Be the head of sales and marketing. If you don't know how to sell, learn how to sell. Buy the books, go to seminars, listen to podcasts, listen to audio, uh, you know, listen to CDs, uh, watch DVDs, whatever it is. Get all the sales information you can and put it into practice. Become an expert in sales. Because, you know, no one can sell who you are and what you do better than you can because no one believes in who you are and what you do more than you do. And I'll tell you what, you really think in your first couple of years in business you're going to get a salesperson who's going to really believe in who you are and what you do? I don't think so. So learn how to sell. And even when you get to the point where you can afford to hire salespeople who can do a good job for you... If you'd like to hear that whole show with Warren Gresham, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews listed alphabetically page, go to Warren Gresham, and you'll find three different sets of interviews uh, we did with Warren over the years. And again, he's just a fantastic interviewee. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. We never thought that when we released the Great Quotes and Franchising podcast, it would become almost just as big as our regular podcast. So we want to thank everyone for that. And keep listening to the show, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.